It is Friday. It's been pointed out already here in the comments. It's Friday, and Fridays do come way too quickly these days, do they not? I fully agree with that notion. And uh, Bucky is here saying good morning to you as well, wanting you to know that he is here and uh, wanting attention. He's rather wet. It's raining outside here in Moral uh, and Belmont, where we are. And I uh, uh, don't know what it's doing where you are, but it's raining here. Uh, Mid-40s, uh, going to continue. Temperature is going to continue to increase throughout the day. I, from what I'm told, it's supposed to rain throughout the day as well. Uh, maybe where you are, it is sunny in Virginia. I don't know. Not yet. I know the sun hasn't come up yet, but uh, hopefully it'll be a, a good day for you. Even if it's raining outside, it can be a great day 
on the inside. And let me tell you why. It can be a great day on the inside because of who lives within us. For believers in Jesus Christ, for followers of Jesus Christ, we have God living in us. Now, that is teaching that, uh, that Jesus gives, that the Father will come live within us, that himself will come live within us, that the Holy Spirit will come live within us. And so if it's dark outside, if it's rainy outside, no matter the situation, but we have to choose each day by faith whether we will uh, live with that reality and live with all the benefit of that reality or not. Yesterday, I, I battled to live that type of reality. And uh, some of my dialogues yesterday kind of prompted me to say, let's go this direction this morning, uh, just to remind us about the Holy Spirit, his work, and the evidence uh, that we're filled with the Spirit Uh being filled with the Spirit is a phrase that comes out of the book of Ephesians. It comes out of the uh, comes out of the uh, fifth chapter where Paul says, don't get drunk on wine, but rather be filled with the Spirit. Well, there is evidence of the filling of the Spirit in our lives. Now, I'm going to go back into John chapter 14 to, to look at some of what Jesus promised because this is the, the teaching lessons from the life of Christ. So we're going to come back and look at that. But just to remind you of some of the verses or instruct you of some of those verses, if some of this is new to you, Ephesians chapter 5, I just referenced it for you. Let me uh, let me put it up on the screen, and maybe we'll look at a couple of different uh, uh, translations or paraphrases. Uh, i got to fix something, though, real fast. Uh, before I can show you that, I didn't realize that that screen was not what it was supposed to be. So give me just a second here. And here we go. There. There it is. You can see it here on the screen now. Verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery, instead be filled with the Spirit. Then it goes on, there's, the, there's us, there's the Spirit, and then there in verse 19 is one another, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And... Uh, so, be filled with the Spirit, verse 18. Let me put that into the New Living Translation for you and see if there is a modicum of difference. Don't, get, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit using the same phrase, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that is something that uh, we would want to look for in our lives to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the message paraphrase and see what Eugene Peterson, how he renders this verse. Don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God, huge drafts of him or draughts of him, depending on how you would say that, um, but drink him down. Uh, the idea of, of, you know, we can we can drink and drink and drink and drink. And it can be coffee. It could be 
It could be any number of things, but uh, we are called to, to drink in of the Spirit. Now, how do we do that? By being mindful of the work of God, by being mindful of his presence, by sometimes there are things that impact our filling of the Spirit. For instance, being too busy, uh, having our schedules too full. Now, some people can, can flourish with an overfull schedule and have joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. However, I think probably a greater number of people struggle uh, when, and I am one of those who struggles when uh, I am over busy, and it becomes evident in that I don't have patience, in that I don't have joy, uh, in that I don't have the kindness that I should have. So let's look at that verse in uh, the book of Galatians chapter 5. And friends, some of you that heard this say, I've heard this before. You really need to know this. This is some of the stuff that Christians just need to know because it's critical. This is this is everyday Christian living kind of stuff that we're looking at here, and uh, I just want to encourage you to really take it to heart. Verse 22, and, and there are other verses that precede this. Uh, in fact, let me get back into the NIV translation. Uh he says in verse 16, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So we ask ourselves, are we walking by the spirit or are we walking by the flesh? You could come down through and he gives some indicators of walking in the flesh. And some may or may not have, uh, uh, you know, occasion in your life. Some may. Uh, but sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and it goes on. It says envy, drunkenness, orgies, and like I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he goes on in verse 22 and says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So on days when we're having a difficult time loving uh, or circumstances, they have to be the whole day. It might be in moments and you snap yourself back into being under the control of the Spirit. But days when we have a difficult time loving or days when we, we're, we're agitated and don't have peace. Now, peace can, I, I think, Peace can have a couple different um, implications to it. I think uh, some of the implication to whether we have peace uh, or not uh, is an implication of, uh, you know, are, are we anxious? That's a question. If you're, if you're riddled with anxiety, then that means the Holy Spirit may not be under contr in, in control of you and, and you're in control of yourself. Uh, peace could be, uh, you know, not only anxiety, peace could be agitation, all agitated, internally agitated, externally agitated, an indicator we're not under the Spirit's control. Or what about patience? Uh, forbearance is the word that is used here, but what about having patience? Uh, patience in a process, uh, patience with a person, patience in the checkout line, uh, patience uh, when you're on hold, patience on... 
You get what I'm saying? I mean, there's all kinds of occasions for us to lean into the Spirit so that we would have patience. Hang on a second. I got to step away from the desk. And I are back. Um, but patience. Again, indicators that perhaps we are not under the Spirit's control uh, as we ought to be under the Spirit's control when we do not demonstrate patience. And I, I think that is... That is one of the big ones that we can look at and go, yeah, that's that's one we struggle with. Or what about kindness? The ability to be kind to people. Um, that can be a real struggle for us. Um, then he goes on and also indicates other, other aspects here. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, the Holy Spirit can show up at the refrigerator. You say, what are you talking about? Self-control? Don't eat that whole uh, quart of ice cream. No. Uh, or he shows up, uh, uh, somebody saying in the comments, patience, Jim, he's just a puppy. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, but he also uh, impacts our quality of our broadcast here. So, uh, but... When these things in verse 22 are not evident in our lives, it's an indicator to us that we may not be living under the Spirit's control. Verse 16 said, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Uh, verse 25 says this, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, did Jesus have anything to say about the Holy Spirit? He absolutely did. Let me take us back into the book of John and book of uh, the book, book of John, chapter 14. He gives instruction. Now, for me, for people that, uh, that want to diminish the reality of the Trinity, I, I, I struggle because I think the Trinity is so absolutely clear, especially in the teachings of Jesus, because we see the Trinity uh, in verse 16. Uh, I will ask the Father. There's two people there. I, asking someone else, asking the Father. He will give you yet another advocate that's the third to help you uh, and be with you uh, forever. The Spirit of Truth. So I ask the Father. He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So three. I, Jesus, Father, Father, Advocate, Holy Spirit. Friends, I just want to drill into you the reality of a Trinitarian God. One God existing in three persons, not different modes, not God acting like the Son, not God acting like the Father, not God acting like the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And Jesus says to us, I will give you another advocate, or some translations will use the word counselor 
to help you and be with you forever. Friend, do you realize that you have the help of the Holy Spirit in your life each and every day? He is there to help you. He is there to aid you. He is there to comfort you. He is there to guide you each and every day. You have the Holy Spirit. So I, I just want to encourage you to, uh, to lean in to the Holy Spirit, to yield to the Holy Spirit, to um, just completely give yourself to the Holy Spirit. I, I just I want to encourage you uh, in those ways. Verse 17, Jesus continues a little bit of teaching. It says, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you, the Holy Spirit living in the life of the believer. He lives in those who are believers in Jesus. And so we know him. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel like do you feel like you know the Holy Spirit? Do you feel like uh, do you feel like he possesses you? Do you feel like he uh, admonishes you? Do you feel like he directs you? Do you feel like he corrects you? Do you feel like, I mean, it is the work. It's a wonderful thing. The Holy Spirit uh, is wonderful. The Holy Spirit and all the things that his fruit indicate that he can give joy, that he can give peace, that he can give kindness, that he can give love, all these things come from the Holy Spirit. In fact, talking about what he gives, let me show you a verse in the book of Romans chapter 5. Um, chapter 5 and verse 5 says this, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given us. God puts his Spirit in us that spirit gives us hope. But that spirit also pours God's love into our hearts. So if you have a hard time having love for somebody, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to pour his love into your heart. I mean, frankly, the indication of this verse is that we don't even have to ask the Holy Spirit to pour the love of God into our heart. He just does it. But sometimes we have a more challenging time with that, and it's imperative that we come and say, Spirit of God, would you would you do this in me? Would you pour more of your love in me? I'm having an awfully difficult time loving said person right now, and I need your help. Back to John chapter 14. He lives in us, and he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How does Jesus come to us? He comes to us through the Holy Spirit. For long, you will not see me anymore. Now, this is pre-crucifixion, pre-resurrection. Uh, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Friend, do you capture the absolute, uh, overwhelmingly staggering statement that Jesus is making here in verse 19. Sorry, verse 20. 
I am in the Father, you are in me, I am in you, kind of a, a triangulated piece there. But God lives in the believer. And I need to live into that. You need to live into that. Uh, we need to, 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 to make living in Christ something that becomes a prominent theme in our thoughts. Because that is where there is joy. That is where there is direction. That is where there is correction. That is where there is peace. That is where there is love. That is where there is kindness. But to think about God living in you. God living in me. In fact, let me take us to a verse in in Colossians chapter 2. And I, I've shared some of this with you before. Uh, but I bring it back again this morning because this, this is absolutely powerful, powerful stuff that we're considering here. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So you just take that one verse. All the fullness of God lives in Jesus. Verse 10 says, and in Christ, you have been given fullness. So if all the fullness of the deity lives in Jesus, then all the fullness of the deity Deity lives in us in Christ. Now, it isn't just us. It isn't that, but we have to be living in Christ. And all that is in Christ is available to us as we seek to live in him. Then it says this, he is head over every power and authority. But to think about, in Christ, all the fullness dwells in us the fullness of Christ dwells. We have all we need. We do not need more, but what we need is more surrender. What we need is more prayerfulness. What we need is sometimes to cut some things out of our lives to free up some space. Um, sometimes we're, we're so busy beyond, before sunup and after sundown that there is no room for God. And we need to make room for God. It's, it's a change. I feel like I need to go on a campaign to lead people out of their their uber busyness that leads them away from life in Christ. Now, Christ was busy, no doubt about it. The Apostle Paul was busy. Um, but when we're so busy that we don't have time to work God into our lives or to contemplate the things of God or to pray or to worship or to fellowship or to read the scriptures, I just want to say it. I believe we're too busy. Jesus promises to us in the book of John, the Holy Spirit. And it's not only in John chapter 14 that we see this promise. Let me get us back over to that text uh, and, and direct us there. Um, um, verse 23 of John chapter 14. Let me give you that verse. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. God is home with us. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. Verse 26, he continues on the theme of the Holy Spirit. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. We have a teacher. Friend, when, when you turn toward the scriptures, 
ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide. When you go to church to listen to a sermon or when you listen to a podcast like this, ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide in understanding the Word of God. He will ask the Holy Spirit to take the Word of God and burn it into your hearts and minds that you might know it and that you might live it. That was a prayer of mine early on in my Christian life. I Lord, take your word, burn it into my heart and into my mind that I might know it and I might live it. So the advocate, the Holy Spirit, is also our teacher. It tells us in verse 26, he will teach you all things and remind you. This, this is where I say to you that when that witnessing opportunity comes along, don't think, I don't know what to say. Think the Holy Spirit has already given me what to say. I will trust the Holy Spirit to give me what I need to say. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So that is some of the teaching of the Lord Jesus in uh, John 14, John 15, Let's see if there's some teaching here in John 15. Scanning down through here. Verse 26, John 15. When the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the world, he will testify about me. The Holy Spirit teaching. The Holy Spirit testifying, and we look to him. Chapter 16, uh, verse 4, the work of the Holy Spirit. I've told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them, about those who would cause you to suffer. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asked where you're going. Rather, you are filled with grief because I've said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you, the advocate, the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Verse 12, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will see for me what he will make known to you. You see the interplay of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, taking place here. And both Jesus and the Holy Spirit making known to us things that, uh, that the Father wants us to know. The work, the role of the Holy Spirit. Friends, we have the fullness of God living in us as believers. We need to live into that. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Set your minds on things above. 
Brand says this. Uh, in fact, before that, Don says the Holy Spirit keeps my heart and mind calm as I deal with some of the trials and tribulations of life. And that that that's the example. That's exactly what we're called to do, Don. Uh, Friends, it's easier than any time in history to bring the Christ spirit in our lives. Technology provides us great opportunities, morning, noon, and night. Absolutely. And Walter says, many times I don't appropriate the guidance of the Holy Spirit and suffer the consequences. So just some of the reactions, some of the thoughts. Uh, Priscilla said, I'm not aware of him all the time. I think you mean the Holy Spirit, not the puppy. Um, uh, but not aware of him all the time. Yes, I don't. I don't know that we're always constantly, cognizantly aware of the Holy Spirit. But we need to put this in our minds: the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us. He is with us, and to to look to Him. Uh, maybe not constantly aware, but. Anytime in our mind we can go, we can pause where we are and go, okay, I'm looking to the Holy Spirit to fill, guide, direct, teach, instruct, to give me peace, to give me joy, to give me love. Lord, help us to live as spirit-filled followers of Christ today and every day. Help us to continue to grow in our relationship with you, that we might glorify you in this world. Lord, give us opportunity to speak on your behalf, to live on your behalf, and help others do the same. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. I will not see you tomorrow. It's Saturday, but many of you, I'll see you Sunday. Looking forward to it. Have a good day.